This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse Podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Miles Danhausen. How's it going, Miles? It's going good, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, we have kind of an interesting topic to talk about today, but before we jump in, any anecdotal stuff from out in the county this week? It's been a while since we chatted about, you know, just the goings on out there. No? I mean, it just seems, pe- maybe it seems a little quieter this week, like part of the pre-Labor Day lull or something, but... Um, last weekend definitely seen plenty busy. Yeah, that's what I've been noticing too. I definitely feel that maybe there's a, a couple less cars on the road as I'm driving to and from different places, but uh, it, it definitely hasn't felt like it's not been busy. Uh, maybe I was expecting to see less people up here after like the mask mandate passed, and then there was also like the the travel advisory down in Chicago that was you know telling you if you traveled to or from Wisconsin you had to quarantine. So I figured that that would have a pretty big impact. And but it didn't necessarily seem like it anecdotally, just yeah. out and about. But it didn't seem like to me or any of the business owners I talked to, and it doesn't, doesn't surprise me, just because I don't think that that travel advisory. I, I don't know. I wonder how seriously people are taking that in terms of actually changing their behavior. Right. I'm sure there's a a, a portion that are, but. I don't know if it's like a, a massive amount of people who are really using that and saying, well, I'm not going to travel to this place. Right. Well, because I think it's it, it's a there's a couple of different things to think about in terms of like how enforceable is it? Not very unless right. somebody basically tells on you and says, hey, my coworker was bragging about their Door County vacation a weekend. So I'm going to let the authorities. And, um, so I, I think there's an enforceability thing like that. But then there's also the question of like, if you're vacationing right now, what does that say about your like, what does that say about your decision making anyway? Because, I mean, you can argue on one end that, like, it's if you do it safely, it's totally fine. But then the other side of it is people maybe shouldn't be traveling anyway. So you got to kind of weigh those different things, too, to the point where it's like, if you're willing to travel during a pandemic right now anyway, then you probably don't care about the quarantining part of it afterwards. Right. Or you might be in a privileged position where you you can afford to take a long weekend vacation and then come back and also take off work for two weeks. So, <laughs> or uh, work from home. Yeah, or work from home. So. Um, but in, in any case, if we, like I'm glad people are choosing to vacation because <laughs> Door County needs the income. And so far, Door County has shown an ability to do it pretty safely. Yeah. Um, I, I think the numbers show that. Uh, and and also just in when you go into any business in Door County, pretty much, and you see precautions. That's been yeah. that's been really cool to see. Uh, why don't we jump into our topic today? Uh, I asked you earlier what we were going to talk about for the podcast, and you said billboards. And here we are. So let's <laughs> talk about billboards. Uh, that probably seems a little weird for you. Like, all right. So you did something on billboards like what that maybe that seems boring as hell. And maybe it seems really boring to some of our listeners. I promise this will get interesting. <laughs> right. It's it's definitely something that I took note of early on when I moved into the county, because as somebody who was just vacationing here a couple of times and then moving up here, when you drive like north of Sturgeon Bay until you get to about Carlsville and Egg Harbor, I felt like there were just a ton of signs for everything. And when I had brought it up to, I, I think it was you when I first started working here, I, I think you were like, well, I don't even notice them anymore. And I was like, how do you not notice them as you're driving through? It's like they're just every couple of feet, there's a big, huge sign that's distracting you from what otherwise would be like your your beautiful Door County nature, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you said that you didn't notice them anymore. And then I guess over the years, maybe I 
started not to notice them again until today when you're like, hey, let's talk billboards. And I'm like, yeah, what's up with all the billboards down there? So uh, hit me with it, Miles. What's going on down there? Well, I would say like, it's not that I don't notice them. It's just that I've, I have noticed them so much and gotten, in my case, I do get somewhat irritated by them. Um, but there's generally, to go way back, actually, no, we'll go right now. I'll start here. The reason I, I want to talk billboards is, A, I did this article, and the reason I did the article is because a new billboard went up north of Sturgeon Bay um, just before Cul- Culver's on the east side of Highway 4257. It's a two-sided electronic billboard with rotating messages that rotate every seven or eight seconds. Um, there are only a couple of ads rotating through there at the moment. And the reason is, A, I knew this was coming, but also I knew uh, a b- bunch of people had pointed out, like, hey, what's with that billboard? And the reason people are put like noticing it is because there haven't been new billboards built north of Sturgeon Bay in a long time. And the county had been fairly confident that they had effectively banned any new billboards since 1985. So that doesn't mean that you don't notice new signs. Like someone might say like, oh, wait, but there's this billboard for this brand new business or there's that one barrel billboard. Like that's new. The sign, the, the, the actual message on it is new. The artwork is new, but the structure itself has been there for a long time. Um, and what you're not allowed to do is build a new structure. The existing signs are allowed to sell to clients and things like that. Um, but this billboard, so the county thought back in 1985 that they had more or less banned billboards. And you might ask, like, why would they ban billboards? Well, there was a big push at the time because a lot more were going up and it was saying this is going to just like make Door County look tacky. It's going to destroy what people are coming from coming here for, which is the rural beauty, the the agricultural landscapes, the water views. And now you're going to plaster our front door with just a bunch of tacky advertising signs in your face and a bunch were going up. So Bob Hastings, the Door County Visitor Bureau at the time, um, or was the Door County Chamber of Commerce, started a big fight against billboards and so did uh, a lot of other residents. And there were actually like banned billboards, bumper stickers and things that people would put on their cars. Um, And so the county defines those as off-premise signage. So you're allowed signs of a certain size regulated by either the county or individual municipalities at your place of business. So like at the Pulse, we are regulated a certain size sign for the front of our building or sticking out. But we can't, that's on-premise. But we can't then put another sign up the road advertising the Peninsula Pulse on a billboard. We couldn't put a new one up. We could buy space on another one. Dave and I are of a mindset like we don't want to buy billboards. When I was a restaurant owner, we chose we didn't want to buy billboards because that's not how we wanted to market. Um, But a lot of people do. And so this one, the county thought they were done with it, but it actually goes back to a Supreme Court case. So the in 2015, there was a Supreme Court case called uh, Reed versus Town of Gilbert, Arizona, which basically this the ruling was that if you you can't regulate signs by the content on them. And a lot of places would think their ordinance doesn't do that. But the way the court interpreted it, like if you're defining it as like, here's how we're going to regulate real estate signs, and here's how we're going to regulate um, political signs, and here's how we're going to regulate advertising signs, well, then you're you're regulating the content of the sign, which then becomes a violation of free speech. Right. <laughs> so a, a, a lawsuit impacting billboards was one based on free speech. And it's kind of a, so like the county's sign ordinance did have different sections for like, here's a real estate sign. Like, yes, we're, we're going to, we're going to ban most signs like that. You wouldn't normally be able to put those up, but like, yes, we understand real estate has to do this to sell the home, um, political signs out to, um, sell, uh, 
candidacies and then there's you know for sale signs yard sale signs like we, we're going to regulate those differently than we would say like your business sign or a different type of off-premise sign so link media the big billboard company came in and applied for 15 new billboards in door county and the county rejected them saying this we do not allow off-premise signs in county zoning and link came back and said um that's not going to hold up in court and we will sue and take you to court to get these billboards placed because this violates your ordinance violates Reed versus Gilbert. So when the county reviewed that, they realized, you know, it's kind of a, a weird interpretation of it. But they're like, yeah, we'd probably go to court and we'd probably lose and it would probably cost us a lot of money and we'd have to pay Link's legal fees. So they came to a settlement to allow Link to put up the new billboard in Sturgeon Bay. And so while to buy themselves time to rewrite their zoning court code to once again ban billboards. But that is a long winded maybe boring, maybe too detailed way of saying that's how we got to the new billboard in Circuit Bay. Not not boring, but I, I want to try to break it down just in the way that I understood it. So the county says no off-premise signs, right? But then you, you run into the weeds of like political signs and like you said, real estate signs and things like that. So they decided to... Now, is, is this legally they decided to look at real estate signs and political signs and stuff like that differently? Or did they just kind of bend the rules and say, well, we won't, you know, we won't have you take those down. It's okay if you put them up. Or is there is there stuff on the books that specifically deals with real estate and, and political signs? They had kind of legally defined them. Okay. And so what how the way Mariah Good explained it is basically if you have to read a sign to in, to decide how to regulate it, then that means you are regulating speech, which right. you can't do. So that's the way their ordinance was written um, that that part would get thrown out. And here's the weird part. Like when they first saw that, they're like, okay, we need to rewrite that section of the code. But if the way, the reason Link was able to point this out, it was courts have shown that if any part of your side ordinance is in violation of Reed versus Gilbert, then the whole ordinance is thrown out, hmm. which means basically the county was at risk of it being a free-for-all for signs everywhere. If, especially if they went to court with Link and try to defend their current ordinance. So it was once they realized it would get thrown out, which would then suddenly allow billboards to go up wherever there's county zoning. And basically county zoning covers, I think it's 14 municipalities. Every township except Naswapi and Egg Harbor is covered by county zoning. Um, and the villages have their own zoning. So that's Ephraim, Village of Forestville, Sister Bay, Village of Egg Harbor. And then the city of Sturgeon Bay has its own zoning. So the county rewrote their zoning code to then reban them and basically it says like no they had always said like no off-premise signs of greater than 32 square feet um they've rewrote it and now it's it's no off-premise signs at all so you even small signs you can't have off-site um so on, what, in what county does that zoning. mean means you can't put a sign up like for the pulse we couldn't put a sign up south a new sign south of town or down in Sturgeon bay or somewhere else does that include political signs no which is another topic we should get to in a little bit. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that because I, I'm trying to understand all these different loopholes. Um, I know, was, I may not be explaining this perfectly clear. Um, I talked to Grant Thomas, the county's corporation counsel. I read up on Reed versus Gilbert. I talked to Mariah Good several times. Mariah Good is the director of the Land Use Services Department that writes the zoning code. Um, and she had to walk me through it many, many times to get a decent enough uh, understanding that I could hopefully write it in a way that makes sense to the reader because it, it is convoluted and it's a little weird because you're like, well, the county wasn't saying you can't put this kind of sign up. They weren't they weren't saying we don't want signs that 
are pro this or anti this, or we don't want signs that are religious in nature or not religious in nature. They just had, basically they were trying to regulate the size of the sign and basically stop people from putting up a billboard. That was the intent, but then the way that the court would interpret it would then mean the whole damn thing gets thrown out regardless, just because you could then regulate it by the content. Now, why why isn't size the determining factor anyway? It feels like that would be pretty airtight, right? If you don't want billboards to go up, just say that you can't have a sign that's, you know, bigger than five feet by five feet. That would, you know, keep your real estate signs and your political signs. All of those would be safe under that for the most part, unless you have like a really big sign. Uh, But then you're not having any billboards. That might open up, say, businesses for putting out like little signs for their businesses all over the place, which I think is probably the the thing that they want to avoid as well. But why isn't size the deciding factor on this one? Well, it basically comes down to like certain lines in the zoning code and how the court might see it, even though essentially what they want to do was size but you were trying to say like okay we're gonna we're gonna let you put up real estate signs we're gonna let you put up um and they what they've done with the new code they call them special event signs so they went more generic in some ways and they got more specific in other ways so they weren't yeah because you would think that like if if your goal is to ban billboards big signs then signs would be or size would be the the main deciding factor well yeah and they that's what they so they did try and ban it by size but what i'm trying to get at is that they that part was ironclad it's just other parts of their sign code that regulated other things right made it susceptible to getting all thrown out Okay. So that they're they're called a ban billboard or signs of over 32 square feet. Their regulation doing that wasn't actually the problem in Reed versus Gilbert. It's that their other parts of the sign code were problems with Reed versus Gilbert, which nullifies the entire code. Right. Okay. So the the new signage just bans off premise signs entirely. Correct. Or is there correct. some nuance there? Nope. Okay. Correct. And this is just in county zoning, so it doesn't it doesn't uh, take effect like in the municipalities, right? Right. It does not take it does. Well, some municipalities, the ones that are under county zoning, it impacts. It does not impact the villages and the city of Sturgeon Bay, the town of Neswapi, which doesn't have county zoning and the town of Egg Harbor, which had opted out of county zoning back in the early 70s. Um, and that is why you see more billboards in the town of Egg Harbor. Dor- town of Egg Harbor has now put it on their books that they ban billboard or off-premise signage altogether. Um, but they should be looking at other parts of their <laughs> sign code to make sure they're not in violation of Reed versus Gilbert, right. if that's what they intend to do. So what what does this mean moving forward? So any place with counting zoning next year, potentially, uh, you're not going to see any real estate signs or political signs, or are those being treated differently under new zoning? Well, real estate signs and political signs still go. Like those are regulated now as special event signage, which means basically, let's say like we put on events at the Peninsula Pacers and we're doing the Door County Beer Festival. When we're doing that event, we can put up a sign to advertise that event while it's going on um, or in for a certain amount of time leading up to the event. But those signs have to be down when the event's over or within seven days. Um, And they're kind of trying to push political signs and things of that nature into that same category where it's like you have it for a certain amount of time and a certain size. Um, what it means, what this regulation will mean that billboard in Sturgeon Bay is not the only one that you're going to see. There's a second billboard going up, um, as part of this agreement, another on that same lot or they, it's permitted. I don't know if they've started building it yet. Um, just down from that, the one that went up, there's also, uh, they're allowed to put up another non-electric billboard, um, on another parcel and to put a billboard on the backside of an existing billboard in the town of Forestville. Two, I think it's two billboards down there. They're, 
Link also applied for 10 billboards to put up 10 new billboards on the Door County Coastal Byway. So that is the Door County Coastal Byway is a special kind of scenic rustic road that goes from uh, the 5247 intersection down by the mill supper club goes up 57 and then back down 42. This was a, a group led by Ann Miller who got that designation put in starting in 2010. They, they worked out, started working on that project. And as Ann Miller said, like more billboards basically at the doorstep to the byway looks kind of tacky. <laughs> um, but they have fought against those allowing those other billboards along the coastal byway. And what those would all be is like a new sign face on the backside of existing billboards. I talked to Liet Lichtman or Liet Bonneville at the Dork or the, the Department of Transportation's coordinator of the Rustic Roads program. And she said that those signs would not be allowed. So they're not going to be allowed to get those 10 signs on the back of those billboards because you can't put new billboards on scenic byways. Now, it remains to be seen if Link will then take any action against the state's regulation and how the state's sign code might hold up. So based on the Reed versus Gilbert ruling. So that remains to be seen, but as of right now, it looks like they're going to be able to stop those billboards. And like I said, now the county has rewritten their code and Mariah Good believes that it's pretty ironclad and that it holds up to Reed versus Gilbert and that they once again have banned billboards. <laughs> All right. So all that is to say that uh, if you thought that billboards were banned in Door County, you were technically wrong uh, for what forty-five years. Uh, but now you're now you're good. Well, no, they were banned, but that Reed versus Gilbert ruling. When was that? Do you have, do you have the 2015? Date? Oh, okay. So you're only wrong for five years. Yes. Okay. Um, and then Neswapi always allowed them. Although I think they are they they do regulate them a little more now, but like south of Sturgeon Bay, um, once that four lane highway was constructed uh, before your time coming up here, Andrew, but there used to be two lanes all the way down to Green Bay. Um, you used to get stuck behind cars. You'd, you'd be in, in a line of 60 cars on a Sunday afternoon trying to get out of Door County or even more trying to come in on a Friday um, with basically no room to pass anybody. So then they built the four lane highway. Once they built that four lane, a lot more billboards came in. And so you see that stretch in south of Sturgeon Bay. For those who don't know, like the, the city limits border the township of Neswapi. Neswapi has far fewer regulations than almost any place else in the county. So that's why you see a lot of building along that highway that looks much different than many other parts of the county. Um, little sprawling, um, a lot more billboards. That's that is why. So I, I need to follow up and see what they're regulations are and it'll be interesting to see if any of the other communities sign codes are susceptible to that and and not necessarily that reed versus or that uh link media um would want a billboard say in gills rock it might not be valuable to them but um i did reach out to link media did not receive a response to a request for comment about why they are interested in <laughs> putting more billboards in a place that is said specifically we don't want billboards so one last thing to kind of round out the discussion here and and i know that i'm kind of springing this on you but uh we've been talking about political signs um walk me through what a political sign is in terms of why they've been showing up i feel like i'm seeing more of them this year than I did four years ago. And I feel like I'm seeing them uh, in more places, more kind of like front facing fa places, but also in larger sizes than I've seen in the past. Um, is, is this something that's been on your radar at all? Or is this just something that I'm noticing? Well, I think it's definitely picked up over the years. Um, you know, the first political campaign that I like really paid much of attention to was probably Bush versus Gore right out of high school. I don't remember seeing a heck of a lot of signs here at the time. Um, certainly nothing very big. Um, same thing in 2004. 
maybe started to see a little bit more um, signage out there. And I think in 2008, what you started to see is there were those Barack Obama signs that were not necessarily like campaign signs, but they were like pictures of his face done in kind of different, I don't know if release is a word for it, but like different colors. and Right. Um, yeah. The, the the famous hope image, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So you would see some people make their homemade versions of that or get different versions of that sign. And then this, the when you really started to notice it, I do, I do think it was the last election cycle, um, the Trump campaign started making much bigger signs. And I'm, I may have this wrong, um, but it does it does seem to me that that was the first time you saw as many big, large campaign signs as we see now for a lot of different candidates. Um, and I think in part that's a credit to the Republican Party in Door County of being very well organized. And, and I do know I've have spoken to a couple of people who do go around actively and not just wait for people to request sign, but they go out and, and put signs up for people, um, which is a smart campaign tactic. Uh, technically... I do think the signs are going up earlier in the campaign cycle. Um, and I talked to Mariah Good. She said technically they only can go up, I think it's 45 days before the election day. And they must come down seven days after. And they're technically limited to six square feet. However, and so like if you look at the signs that are out on the side of the road, um, a lot of the Donald Trump, Trump Pence signs and Mike Gallagher signs and Joel Kitchen signs would be much bigger than that. Um, the Kim DeLore Jensen and Amanda Stuck signs are also much bigger than the six square foot allowed sign uh, regulation. But Mariah could say like we people think we might, but we do not have nearly the staff to go around and actually police campaign signs and look at when they're going up and it's not like they have tons of people to cover all the roads in door county drive around and say like well it's day 45 before the election season who now you can put the signs up and then on day 60 they're going around to check all these so that's not happening they just don't have the manpower to do that um so that's the the long and short of it it's basically all these signs that are pretty large are much bigger than is actually allowed and there's just really no way to enforce those limits right now walk me through this part of it because uh, you might be surprised to find out that i've never had a campaign sign in my yard um nor did my parents growing up or anything like that so i actually don't know how they work uh i i guess i assumed that if you wanted a campaign sign you would buy it and put it in your yard and that was the end of it uh but there that's not the whole story right so there there's actually campaigning that goes around to try to make sure that people get yard signs and put them up walk me through that process um i don't know all of the process, although I know that typically you would go to the local campaign office and request a sign or, or buy a sign. Um, I never have either. Um, I it, It's definitely more prevalent up here. So and we'll be looking into this a little bit more just around those, those sign regulations. But I don't know. I, I do know there's one, like I said, the, the one gentleman from the Republican Party who's pretty active about going out and, and getting people signs and, and asking people if they want signs, not just waiting for them to request them. I don't know the full process. Yeah. That's, there's no permitting process. Let's just put it that way. Right. That's what I'm most interested in because there are there are definitely signs placed in strategic locations, right? So there are big campaign signs near the roundabouts. And my question is that, is that the person who owns that property next to the roundabout is like, I'm going to get a sign and I'm going to put it right here. Or is that something where you've got uh, somebody with the campaign being like, this would be a great spot for that sign. Do you want one? I'll get it for you and put it up. That's my question. I would guess it's the former where somebody who owns that property just happens to be a supporter of that campaign and they know that they have a visible spot and they're going to put a sign up and support their candidate. There is one other thing about campaign signs, and that is you see some of the vandalism of some of these signs. There's one right up the road here in 
Bailey's Harbor where somebody had spray painted a message about Trump on a Mike Gallagher sign. Um, There's also a Donald Trump sign in Sister Bay that somebody had like basically ripped through it. There are many there are people who have written us at the Pulse who said that their Biden signs got run over. And same thing with some Trump signs. Um, that, I, you know, regardless of what your support or not support for a candidate, I just don't think that's a good look for either side. Right. Um, to, you know, that is the hallmark of what we're supposed to do is campaign. And in a democracy is like, go out and vote. And also, you know, like state the case for who, who you want to vote for. And it's, it's kind of a shame that some people who like love free speech or love uh, supposedly love democracy then like hate other people exercising a vital portion of democracy. Right. Um, so it's it's disheartening to see that on on either side of that fight, like um, battle with your ideas. Maybe. Yeah. A little yeah. More. I, I would agree. I would say that regardless of who you're voting for, uh, or regardless of how you know silly you might think somebody is for having a huge sign in their yard, vandalizing that sign is not is not a good thing regardless. I, uh, I don't think it gets the message across that you want to get across. Like if I if you if I'm seeing if I support one candidate and I see someone vandalizing that, it it makes me it's not going to make me change how I vote. It's going to make all the people who see that and myself think the other side is even more juvenile or right. um I'm more likely to be antagonistic toward them. <laughs> I might get more more staunchly entrenched in my views, I, I would think. Well, Miles, I think that that's probably going to do it for us this week. Really interesting topic, something kind of different from what we normally talk about on the podcast. But uh, it was cool to kind of dig into something that was, was so interesting even though you might not think about it like you said like i i'd seen it and you kind of forgot about it i've forgotten about it but to have it come back with a vengeance so to say of like hey now all of a sudden there's an electronic sign there like i thought we didn't have those uh cool cool topic to bring up so thanks for bringing that to me uh and uh yeah forward to seeing how you dig into it more yeah i would say there was one other thing that i thought was interesting that just popped into my head about billboards is that part of the goal when they banned new billboards back in the 80s was that existing billboards would eventually Eventually, most of them were wooden, would eventually like crumble and you wouldn't be allowed to do maintenance on them to keep them standing. So if it blew over in a storm, if it um, just termites ate away at the base and it just fell down, whatever, um, you couldn't replace those support structures. So the idea was that eventually over 20, 30, 40 years, all the existing billboards that had been grandfathered in would eventually fall and crumble and we would actually be getting a net loss of billboards over time and eventually one day not have any. Right. And now, so there used to be a big not like yet billboard as you entered the village of Fish Creek, like the right where the Fish Creek sign is at sure. the top of the hill. There used to be a big not like yet sign. It blew over and they couldn't put it back up. Um, and now that also has changed due to some state legislation that allows companies to now, uh, the Wisconsin legislature passed a bill in 2017 that allows those billboard companies to fix those structures in small bits over time. So basically they will never fall down. Oh, we were so close. And it also allows them, you'll notice like those little black aprons, they call them aprons, um, underneath the billboards that say link media. And then it's just all black. That also is allowed by a special, that same piece of legislation that the legislature passed in 2017 that basically said, Hey, billboard companies, here's a way to advertise yourself even more. <laughs> and um, this, when they first started showing up, the town of Egg Harbor and the county of Door took action against Link to try and get them to 
take those down because they said that you're expanding the size of the sign. But that legislation supersedes that and basically allows them to expand the size of the sign. Right. Because now you all you have the billboard that's advertising something, but you also have a little advertisement for Link Media on every billboard as well. Yeah. So if you don't like that, A, if you're worried about billboards and you live in one of those villages or municipalities not covered by county zoning, you should talk to your uh, township or or village and and find out what their code <laughs> looks like. And then uh, if you don't like those aprons, you should talk to your state legislatures, legislators and ask them why they allowed it. Perfect. I love ending on a call to action, Miles. You did it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Miles, for chatting with me about billboards. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you about billboards again next week. <laughs> yeah, it like might there's, be. There's even more. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Miles. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.